day. Um, we hope everyone is well, uh, keeping safe and healthy. So I'll do a quick introduction uh, for those who uh, don't know me or haven't met me. Uh, my name is Vidisha. Uh, I lead the research and strategy team uh, at Streetbees. Um, uh, I've sort of been uh, involved heavily in the design uh, and now the delivery of the um, COVID-19 human impact tracker. And presenting alongside me today is Brian. Uh, I'll let him introduce Hello, himself. Hi everybody, I'm Global Strategy Director at Streetbees and I'll be uh, supporting Vidisha in this uh, webinar today. Great, so I'm going to start on, on our world map um, and of those who have joined previous webinars will have seen this before, but it's always a good place to start to understand sort of, you know, how people are feeling, the state of mind uh, in, in across the world. So over here um, you can see the global um, breakdown for mood, um, there is, you know, a fair bit of anxiety, but um, you, there are also, so there is some positivity coming through as well. The colour on each country that you see represents the most dominant sort of um, mood or emotional influence in that country. So on the US, you know, we see that um, they're pretty anxious right now. Um, as is the UK, um, which are both sort of markets that are in the crux of things. Uh, lockdowns continue uh, and the sort of cases uh, are, uh, and death rate is still high. Um, interestingly, we see then India, another sort of negative feeling, but a different one, which is uh, all around being feeling scared and paranoid. What we see in India actually is quite a high concern around germs. Um, which also, in fact, you know, what we've seen in, when we've looked at the personal care session is that it also leads to them sort of showering and bathing more. Um, so there's a lot of concern around um, a fear of germs and that leads to fair dif a differing sort of personal hygiene behaviours. We're also going to look, see, take a look at how this influences their home care and home cleaning behaviours. Um, sort of, we see like Germany and France are still uh, are actually moving more into the positive. Um, as you know, with Germany, we know that um, the situation there, the communication, how it's being handled, it, it's very different, and actually that influences how people respond to it as well. Um, similarly, like with China, um, we're seeing more positivity coming through. Uh, you know, as as things are progressing there. Um, uh, the uh, sort of number of cases dis dis decreasing uh, and the isolation measures have been easing. People are sort of, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to move into our fear index now. Um, so what we're also measuring, as well as sort of the impact on the uh, on people's mood, is is to understand how afraid people are. Um, and we're looking at this. This is over the last two weeks. Uh, and we're looking at uh, this by country. Um, the way this is calculated um, is that it's asked on a scale, and we're looking at the percentage of people who are afraid minus those who are not afraid. We see that fear levels you know, are remaining high uh, for the European um, countries, the US and India. So you can see here, we can also see that fear levels are high in Japan still. But, um, you know, what we see in, in China is quite an interesting one because as we saw, we saw that the mood is moving more into positivity, but fear levels remain fairly high. You know, people continuing to be vigilant, vigilant and this is not something that will sort of, ease, you know, dissipate quickly. 
So while they're, they're, it is having a better impact on their mood, they are still very cautious and feeling fairly afraid of, of the situation. South Korea is, a, is one where we're actually seeing lower levels of fear. And that's, I think, generally the, the situation there has been handled uh, very differently and it's been fairly stabilized as well. Um, and that's why we're sort of seeing a difference here. And Germany, again, we're seeing that uh, it's lower compared to the other European markets, but that actually ties in fairly well with their, the mood there as well. I think there is a general sentiment there that uh, people are less afraid um, because the, the situation is just being handled better. I'm going to hand over um, to Brian actually, because Brian, you know, it would be great if you can tell us if there is a link between sort of what we see here in the fear levels and how it's sort of impacting people's sort of purchase and consumption behaviors. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Over, over the course of this pandemic, um, we've noticed that there's a, a really strong correlation between the strength of the fear index and what, what people are purchasing. So what we're going to have a quick look at now is, is called the category purchase index, um, which is on our next tab. And similar to how the fear index is calculated, this shows the percentage increasing purchase minus the percentage into a percentage decreasing purchase. Um, and this is from the, the consumers claiming themselves. So what it's important to say at this point is that we're not capturing volume here what we're capturing is the change in consumer demand relative to other categories and as we see as, as the fear index is quite high across the world right now um, we're seeing the strongest categories that people are purchasing more of are are long-lasting food items which of, of course makes sense but actually second is cleaning products and third is personal hygiene products so these categories um, are linked very strongly to the fear index and as as people are feeling quite stressed and anxious um, they're going out and purchasing, purchasing these categories and we see that follow through to usage as well which we'll be looking at in a few minutes which is also um, something else that's also interesting is to look down the bottom end of the graph um, and look at categories that are actually been purchased significantly less because of this. So people, obviously there's been a huge economic impact and many, many millions of people are furloughed or have lost their jobs. And so discretionary spending on certain categories has come down as well. So clothing, beauty, electronics and entertainment is, is all down. So again, intrinsically linked to the fear index, people are cutting down on their discretionary spending. And then as we saw at the other end, uh, increasing their, their consumption and purchasing of, of those categories. Um, one thing that, that's been a bit of a buzzword as, as the uh, pandemic has, has caught on is, is stockpiling. So we're going to have a quick look at, at the stockpiling graph and it's probably been um, one of the most widely reported elements of, of COVID-19 and primarily down to the, the great photos it offers in, in supermarkets. But since the global peak, uh, which happened kind of mid-March to the start of April. This last week, we've seen a significant decrease of about 15% globally in, in consumers saying that they're stockpiling. So people are still stockpiling, but much less so um, than they have been. And we're seeing this come through in, in, in some of the comments and that it's what we're seeing is that people are adjusting um, to the new cadence and rhythm of life under lockdown. 
So people are shopping less frequently, but a few of them are, are actively stockpiling. Um, and there's more frequent availability of food and those um, those goods that we saw that are in high demand supermarkets. Um, supermarkets are also catching up with the increase in demand as our manufacturers and items are beginning to be in stock more often. And some of the purchase limits on various different categories have, have these, the out of stocks as well. Um, looking at what people are actually stockpiling, it's, it's generally food and, and long lasting groceries, um, as well as the perennial favourite of, of toilet paper, which globally across the world is, is still one of the most stockpiled things. Um, when it comes to home care products, uh, we see that people are stockpiling various different cleaning products, disinfectants, and also laundry detergent um, quite prominently. And when we've looked at these products availability, these are categories actually that have been in stock um, with low levels out of stock. So consumers have been have been able to find them. One one more interesting point on, on stockpiling before we move on is that it, it can be sometimes misdefined. Um, and consumers even themselves define what stockpiling is through our qualitative data. And it's not the vision of people leaving the supermarket with trolleys stacked high stacked high full of dry goods and toilet paper. Rather, it's it's consumers buying a little more uh, of what they usually would more often. They're buying larger formats uh, or generally they're adding to their basket one or two additional SKUs. So you can see from from the first quote, someone saying, I, I wouldn't call it stockpiling. Um, they have a 16 pack of blue roll and normally they buy them in four packs when they're needed. So people are just buying more of what they usually buy. And this knock on impact of a huge amount of people doing that is what's leading to the empty shelves. So quite interesting that that stockpiling, uh, the definition of it isn't necessarily what the what the reality is. Um, so I think Felicia, we're going to have a quick look at the home care purchase index. Yeah, that's really um, interesting. Stockpiling. So yeah, yeah, so so looking at um, the home care category in particular, what we've done here in our in our dashboard is actually take a look across some European markets where we're seeing differences. So generally across um, these markets, which are Italy, the UK, Germany, and France, we're seeing a significant increase in disinfectant, disposable wipes, alcohol spray, rubber gloves, and bleach. And um, the red bar being Italy, and, and where the fear level is highest at the moment, we're seeing a correlation. With that fear index again, um, and the quantity of uh, of products being bought by that particular market. Again, as Vidisha mentioned, the fear index. Germany is feeling generally more positive about COVID nineteen, um, as their government and country's reaction to it has been has been quite good. And with, as a result, we're seeing Germany as a country. Uh, purchasing less of these various different products apart from disinfectants. So we can even see when it comes to bleach this week, there's been a slight decrease in, in demand for it. So um, what we're seeing, and I'm going to ask Vidish to have a, have a look at this, is that people's mindset and concern around germs is, is really influencing what they're purchasing and what they're looking at. And, and maybe we could have a look at that, Vidisha. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to move to it now. So here I'm going to keep on keep looking at Germany, but I'm going to now compare it to um, India and the US um, to see some sort of difference in behaviours. So this is the chart here which is showing the level of concern around germs. The green is low, yellow is medium and red is high. So you see ger Germany generally has a low concern around germs while um, the US is, is sort of in between and India is very high. Um, now, if we look at the charts next to it, we see that we see similar patterns in how their home cleaning frequency is changing. 
and whether it's having an impact on their cleaning routine. So similarly, like Germany are saying that they're, they're cleaning their homes around the same amount, whereas in India we're seeing a big spike in people saying that they're cleaning more frequently, uh, and also in the US to some degree. And again, we're seeing a similar pattern here in whether it's impacting their cleaning routines. It's less likely to impact Germany versus the other two countries. Um, so it's quite interesting that this sort of level of concern around germs is really driving how um, it's, going, it's tied with fear, of course, and it is really sort of linked with how it's impacting behaviour. So I'm going to sort of go in a bit more detail now into those sort of changes in behaviour. Um, we're going to focus now on the UK, uh, US, sorry, which is the market which was kind of in the middle. Um, and what we see here is that we, you know, there is a, um, there is actually more. What people are saying they're doing is not just more regular cleaning, um, but more extensive cleaning, and also seeing a greater use of products. Uh, and actually, when we um, actually come onto it in a few more minutes. We're actually seeing a huge variety of products being used, which is coming through in this chart too. Um, what we're, when we look at specific products that people are mentioning on this chart, we're really seeing stronger products known to kill germs, like bleach, um, like disinfectants, like antibacterial wipes and, and, and sort of spray as well. So it, it is, it's not just a matter of more products, but we're also seeing stronger products. Uh, and the reason we're, we're seeing this is that it, it, we're sort of seeing a shift that it's not no, not just it's no longer just a matter of, of cleaning and keeping your homes tidy, but it's really about sanitizing. Uh, people are increasingly conscious um, about their environments uh, and taking preventative measure. So I'm just going to scroll down and just take a look at this quote here from a consumer in the US. Um, which really summarizes what's going on. You know, I, you know, this one here, it's I've sanitizing, I've sanitized till my hand hurts, hands hurt. Um, you know, and they're going into detail around everything they're doing um, around their home, like nothing gets brought into this house, house without being wiped down first. And um, I think this is really quite key that people's behaviors sort of gone to from you know gone to an extreme in, in that case and it's not just about sort of like I said cleaning it's now around pre taking preventative measures so I think you know this is, gives you a good idea generally what people are doing and what people are saying they're doing and how it's having an impact on their sort of cleaning habits and behaviors but Brian do you want to sort of take a look into how it's sort of what people are doing in the moment yeah, so thanks to I think one of the one of the things that's very interesting about what we capture is that we capture in the moment behavior. So when consumers are going to clean, they're logging this behavior and kind of sharing their thoughts with us about, about what they're doing. So um, if we move into that tab there, there's some there's some interesting things um, that are coming across. Um, yeah. next one. Yeah. Um, so these are moments when people are actually cleaning their homes and you know. The first thing we generally ask them is, you know, what are you cleaning and what part of your home are you cleaning? And globally, it's quite interesting to see that the, the kitchen, the bathroom and the bedroom are, are the three most cleaned areas of people's homes and um, then followed by floors in the living room. So people are focusing on the areas that they live in and use the most, um, which isn't really a change. 
But when we do, when we move down a little bit, what we're beginning to see is a vast array of products are now being used by consumers. So previously, before COVID-19, they might be using one product um, to clean specific areas, um, but now they're using a selection of products and they're also kind of using products that they feel are complementary to each other. So we're going to take a, a really quick look at a, at a picture from, from France. Uh, where a consumer is using you know bleach um, but they're also using a more natural product such as uh, this alcohol vinegar um, as well so they're combining products to help aid efficacy to combat the bacteria that the the, the bacteria and COVID-19 virus so people are um, really paying more attention to to what they're using um, so it's quite quite interesting and when we ask people what they're doing differently um, they're saying they're cleaning more regularly, they're cleaning more extensively, and they're using more products, which is all coming across in these logs. And I think um, we can talk about it, but it's, it's really the consumer's voice that, that brings this to life. And on the right here, you'll see a quote uh, from a consumer in Italy where they say, before I relied almost exclusively in the robot vacuum cleaner, occasionally I washed the floors with steam. Now I've stepped up the cleaning. Before steaming, I sprayed the detergent on the floor. I also disinfect some surfaces. And, and I tried to compartmentalize the house. I change shoes and clothes in the entrance area. I also tend to avoid uncooked food myself and clothes more often if applicable. So people are really changing their behaviors. They're thinking a lot more about what they're doing and how they're cleaning. And, and this is something that, that we think um, is going to stick. So when we scroll down just to the, the next chart, we see the key drivers um, for these change in habits. And as, as we can see, the top driver for people making the change is, is, is around the virus, about killing viruses, bacteria and germs. Uh, and avoiding infection and disease. So COVID-19 is, is definitely driving this behavior. And I guess the question that, that everybody has and our clients are asking at the moment is, are these habits going to become permanent? And, and across other categories, we think that some of the things that we're seeing are being enforced by things like the lockdown. But if we scroll down to uh, the next question, um, where we're asking people about, about the change. What we see in home care is that I think it's 84% of people um, are saying that they are going to keep these, these, these changes to the routine and how they clean. And when we ask them why, um, you'll see on the right-hand side is that the, of the top three reasons, the first one is to, to keep the home clean and tidy. They're actually learning and, and continuing to... to uh, want to keep their home clean and tidy because they've become more accustomed to it. The second one is around avoiding germs, bacteria and viruses. But the third one is actually it's, it's a habit that they are becoming accustomed to and a good habit at that. So um, whilst we see the, the virus is driving a lot of the new behaviour, we're not seeing it as the primary um, primary driver of behaviour post the pandemic. So this is something, and, and particularly in home cleaning, the, these habits will stick. So we think this is really, really interesting. Uh, and could be part of the new normal. Um, and I think the, the next bit, uh, it'd be great for Disha if, if we can talk about it a bit, is what, what do consumers want to hear from brands at this time? Yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see that in this in this category, in, in home care and cleaning, that people's behaviours are likely um, to actually shift on, on the, in the longer term as they're learning um, about how to, you know, avoid practice are more conscious of germs and how to prevent them and avoid them and kill them. Um, they're also more, you know, enjoying the new um, habits that they're forming and they're thinking that they're 
you know, as a, as a longer term a measure um, to maintain them. So I think what we what they want to know from brands right now is, is around really it's around efficacy. I think what's really on top of top of mind for people is um, how do we um, how do we combat the germs and bacteria in our house to help us, um, you know, to build up our immunity, but also to prevent us from contracting the virus from things we may be bringing into the home. Um, so as you look at this chart here, you know, the effectiveness of the product is the top one. Um, you know, we do have uh, how to kill viruses as, and germs and bacteria. Again, protection against them. People are also wanting to hear from on brands like which are the best products to use? How do I use these products as well? Like the different methods of cleaning and disinfecting. So there is really a role here um, for brands to really educate consumers um, and speak to them about uh, the products that how effective their product is, how to kill viruses uh, and germs, um, the types of products, you know, which products are complementary, the different techniques and the right way to use the products as well. Um, I think this is really important, you know, and, and this can really help them become a trusted advisor and really tap into the that emotional side and help alleviate some of that anxiety and fear that germs cause. I think there is a point that we do need to be a bit more cautious in that for some people are saying it may not be as relevant for home uh, brands to communicate. So the way the communication is done is really quite uh, important and it shouldn't See, it shouldn't be seen to be sort of taking advantage of the situation. Uh, and I think the other side is that, you know, as people are buying stronger products, um, are combining products, creating their own sort of hybrid products, um, you know, people really need to be told about the effect of, of the, on their health in terms of toxicity levels. So it's really key to sort of educate, not just around how to um, combat the uh, COVID-19, but uh, also around how to do it safely. Um, so I think there is a real role that brands can play in this space uh, to really connect with the consumers. Great, should we take a few, seems we have a little bit of time, should we take a few questions? Um, so we've got a question around laundry actually. Um, why are people sort of stockpiling in laundry well what we see in laundry is that um, we, while it's not part it's not we're not focusing on it in this home care section we actually have a completely different um, deep dive into laundry um, it's similar like we saw some of the consumers talking about it people are not re-wearing clothes as much so people are coming you know especially pre the pre like extensive lockdowns we saw people coming home taking off their clothes in markets like China as they stepped into the house um, and actually washing them immediately so people are actually stopped buying more detergent uh, uh, as well as cleaning products because they're actually washing their clothes more regularly as well so it, and you know not just clothing it's actually also their you know sheets uh, towels all of that anywhere that sort of the bacteria could live is being washed and addressed. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. Um, does the number of users reflect the number of uh, people surveyed? Yes, so we have two different samples. We have what we see here, which is logs. This is based on the number of occasions. So as Brian mentioned, you know, we capture 
in the moment behavior. So in the moment behavior, a person like, you know, can log in, in the space of a month, uh, you know, could log twice, for example. So that's why we ca capture that in the logs. And then on a previous chart, we were looking at, if I can find it, um, probably earlier. So, you know, we've got sample size by users as well. Um, so the where you see sort of differences in sample size by users is because some of our questions are new to the study. Some of them are only asked of the certain, uh, certain users. So um, that's why we have sort of two different sample sizes. Um, and we have a question uh, here as well. There's been a sort of a shift towards more natural, more environmentally friendly cleaning products. How do we see this focus shifting as a result of COVID-19? I mean, some of the, you know, what we've just looked at in terms of people's behavior changing right now in terms of products, people are not actually mentioning so much um, around um, natural. Um, interestingly, the focus now is really around stronger products with high efficacy. Um, and that doesn't mean it can't be natural, but what people's attention is shifting to is is efficacy is that sort of antibacterial property sanitizing property so they will look for things like you know kills 99.9 percent .9%. we saw a quote actually nine kills 99.9 .9 percent of bacteria so people are really picking up on those cues on packaging mm -hmm. because that is what they're um that is what what is top of mind for them I think we're sort of coming to the end of our time. So yeah, thank you again and sort of stay safe, stay healthy and, and please stay at home. Thank you.